UConn, 7 p.m., Rentschler Field, Stores, Connecticut. Actually, it's East Hartford. Get amped. Week two is here nearly. Syracuse in the Nutmeg State. I'm amped about it as a Nutmeg State native. Uh, we're going to talk about what we want to see from SU in week two. This is Locked On Syracuse. It's right now. Locked On Syracuse, your daily podcast on the Syracuse Orange. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Matt Bonaparte, Owen Valentine with you on this wonderful Thursday morning. Thanks for making Lockdown Syracuse your first listen every day. We are free. We're available wherever you get your podcasts. And today's episode is brought to you by Upside. Download the free Upside app and use promo code LOCKED to get $5 or more cash back on your first purchase of $10 or more. Owen, are you excited for the upside of this weekend, which is Saturday night, Syracuse Ooh. taking on the Huskies. This shouldn't be much of a contest. Syracuse opens as what, 22 and a half point favorites here? You're the betting. Uh, it's at least three scores I saw. Well, that's exciting. Um, it is. You know, I went to Rensselaer. It should be an easy once. game. So did I. I was there for the Lacrosse National Championship 2021. Oh, beats me. I went for uh, the USA versus Mexico. Uh, it was the World Cup send-off last year. I don't uh, think that – I don't think mine beats yours. I, I thought mine was pretty cool. cool. It was yeah, awesome. so do I. <laughs> uh, Alex Morgan um, and the whole squad, others, you know. That's awesome. Uh, they were incredible. They scored some of the best goals I've ever seen live in a soccer game. Uh, and I worked for Syracuse men's soccer for four years. Um, <laughs> no disrespect. What does that tell you? Oh, there he goes. Just like that. The connection uh, is back. Here he comes. Okay. Um, Those are the soccer guys. They were mad yes, at me. They're true. They're not happy with you. Ian McIntyre. Um, all right. We do want to tell you guys to please tweet at us at lockdown underscore. It's LO underscore Syracuse. On Twitter, tell us what you want to hear. We'd like to do some mailbag episodes. So if you have questions you want us to answer, throw them our way. We'd love to answer them on the podcast. Uh, if you want to tweet at us, email us. We have an email, syracuse 44 at gmail.com. If you're a YouTube watcher, that's on the screen for you. I'll leave it up for a couple more seconds uh, so you can get that down. But please send us your thoughts. Send us your questions about whatever it is Syracuse related. We want to hear it. Uh, and we're happy to answer any questions you have. So please send us some emails. We'd love to see them. Okay, let's talk uh, what we want to see from Syracuse here in week two against UConn. Uh, first one for me, and I think first one for you as well, and first one for the entirety of Syracuse fandom is less than four offensive line penalties. Offensive line penalties were the bane of Syracuse's existence in game one. I mean, everything was pretty much on all cylinders aside from drops and injuries um, and penalties. So, I mean, 18 penalties is crazy. I I think like the grand majority, if not all of them, 
were on the offensive line. I cannot confirm that, however. Um, there was a, 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 a couple of motions issues, uh, but yeah, it, was, it was very formations. very heavily offensive line based uh, to get to 18. Uh, shout out to Stephen Bailey for this stat. Syracuse third in the country in penalty yards. And the other four teams in the top five have all played two games. That's so insane. Syracuse uh, with the worst single game performance Who are the other teams? of uh, college football. That I don't have off the top of the head. Um, oh, but I, I know that they all had a couple of games under their belt as opposed to Syracuse racking up number three in the country in uh, in a single game. Uh, yeah, I mean, that's a that's like a, a nuts statistic. Uh, and one that I'm sure Dino Babers is not entirely happy about. I'm looking for the stat on NCAA.com right now, uh, but I can't find it. Maybe I'll try to look for it later. Uh, okay, so that's the first one. I mean, I feel like that's pretty that's pretty uniform across the board. Yeah. Uh, four, we were kind of debating whether four was too little because I don't know if they're going to go from 18 to four. Uh, but, hey, this is an offense that probably – shouldn't be committing so many offensive line penalties. I don't know what the vibe at Rensselaer Field is going to be like. I still don't know if I'm going to go to the game. Um, but if I am, if you're there, say hi. Uh, but I don't know if the fans are going to be like they were in the Dome where uh, Louisville couldn't exactly hear themselves. Which shout out to Otto's Army and shout out to the fans in the Dome. That's pretty cool. Okay, let's move on to number two. Zero injuries no injuries please they got to stay healthy people have got to stay healthy i can't see sean on the ground i can't see marlo on the ground can't see elmore and stefan thompson on crutches i can't be seeing this it's ridiculous syracuse i don't know what the issue is i mean i don't know if you want to call them freak injuries or whatever but i don't know necessarily that it isn't i don't know if it's a coincidence that syracuse is getting all these injuries um, it seemed crazy to me. Yeah. I mean, you lose two starters in week one and you go in and I don't want to say this as the, the knock on UConn, but you go into a UConn game, which is, you know, one of your two sort of gimme games on the schedule, uh, in a schedule that we've talked about so many times in terms of the difficulties, this is one of those two games that you're really supposed to just be able to go out and have that simple game where you can try a few things, where you can have those going for you. It's UConn and Wagner on the schedule that are those games. I You need to come out of this game injury-free uh, because that is that is where you lose this game the worst, I think, is, is in injuries. And if you lose a guy or a couple of guys to injury – uh, you've got two season-ending injuries in week one. Yeah, that's, that's just not something that you, can't afford you ever want to see. Yeah, you really can't afford another one. Uh, and, and so I, I hope that, you know, if the situation presents itself, the, the coaching staff is smart with, you know, how long Sean stays in the game or how long a Schrader will stay in the game or, you know, some of those, you know, more, I guess, essential pieces, the the non-replaceables in terms of this offense and defense – uh, I, I, I hope that if the situation is there, that maybe, you know, Sean's not taking late fourth down snaps like uh, you might have seen in that Louisville game. Uh, I think that's something to to keep an eye out for. And, you know, we hope and as you would hope every week that this is a zero injuries game. But after, you know, you lose two guys last week, that's definitely something that that makes our list with a little bit more uh, 
a little bit more emphasis, I guess I would say, going into this week too. Totally. Um, let me read a quick advertisement, then we've got a couple more for you before we do get to some questions that we had on Twitter. But before all of that, let me tell you about Upside. From cringing at the pump to getting an eye-popping check at your favorite restaurant, inflation is hitting us all where it hurts, and it really hurts. That's why I started using Upside. Upside is an incredible app for anyone who buys gas, groceries, or dines out. With every purchase, I'm earning cash back thanks to Upside. To get started, download the free Upside app. Use the promo code LOCKED and get $5 or more cash back on your first purchase of $10 or more. Next, claim an offer for whatever you're buying on Upside. Check in at the business, pay as usual with a credit card or debit card, and get paid. In comparison to credit card rewards or loyalty programs, you can earn three times more cash back with Upside. Upside users are earning more than a million dollars every week. That's probably why they have a 4.8 star rating on the App Store. Download the free Upside app and use promo code LOCKED to get $5 or more cash back on your first purchase of $10 or more. That's $5 or more cash back on your first purchase of $10 or more using promo code LOCKED. Okay. We're back here on Locked on Syracuse. Matt Bonaparte and Valentine with you talking Syracuse football heading into week two of the 2022 season. Very exciting stuff. Syracuse is 1-0, uh, hopefully 2-0 for the first time since 2018. How exciting is that? Um, Incredibly. I agree. Uh, okay, let's talk about it. We've got two more, one of which... Schrader, 300 yards passing. Please. Please. This would be huge. This would be huge. We talked about it yesterday when we did our sort of confidence meters, and I believe we both had Schrader and the quarterback as fourth on our confidence meter because we weren't sure if it was that flash-in-the-pan type game or if this is what I want to see him do it, dude. Garrett Schrader has in the bag for us. If he hits 300 yards this week, and this is a game where you, in theory, are going to be able to air it out a little bit and and take a couple of more shots than you might traditionally be able to take, especially in some of these other games this year, this is the game to hit, get to 300, and it's going to have to start from the get-go, right? You're, you're going to probably be running the ball a decent amount, so you're going to have to start fast in terms of the passing game. I think he can get to 300 yards passing. I would be incredibly pleased uh, if he gets to that number because I think that is the you know the the sort of call to action, right? You want to see it one more time. You want to see, hey, can you do this again? Can this be you know what we want to see? The arm has gotten a little bit better. The accuracy is there. The play calling, the offense as a whole, that 300 yard passing margin is it's not easy to hit. But boy, would it say a lot for the direction that this passing game is headed and is, you know, almost two uh, if he can hit that threshold. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it would be crazy because we have just not seen that from him. But I think yeah. it's possible in this game because it looks like they're going to be throwing the ball more with Garrett. And it looks as if um, he's more comfortable because, I mean, that's just what we saw in week one. Um 
I think the only way this happens is if they don't use Sean as much or if Sean is primarily catching the football. If he throws like three screens to Sean that all go pretty far, I mean, then he's kind of close, right? Um, mm-hmm. I just don't know how many deep balls we're going to get out of him, you know? Like, I don't know how many times we're going to really see him go for a deep shot down the field to Alford or Isaiah Jones. I just don't really see that happening all too much. But who knows? Um, speaking of which, Damian Alford, like I said this one time on the pod, maybe like a week ago now, he really like I was I was just watching him on uh, one of the plays Saturday. Dude's huge. He's like six, six, two something like he really reminds me of Custis. He's even a little bit bigger than Custis was. Yeah. Jamal Custis. Um, I think Custis was six, four, six, five and uh, offered, of course, six, six. But, you know, I mean. The dude, he's an animal. He's awesome. Yeah, I'd I'd like to see just a little bit more. And this is not even. I don't think this is. This didn't make our cut, but you know, on my list too is. And I said this almost jokingly. I want to see a wow play from a receiver. Either a play where they, you know, just just burn someone, or uh, a nice catch, or something of that nature. I would love to see sort of that just that one big play to say, yeah, we're, you know, we're, we might've been question marks coming into the year. Who's going to be, you know, the number one, or what is this wide receiving unit as a whole, Uh, a big catch or a nice play, or just a, a, you absolutely burned your defender and get wide open. That would be, that would be another sort of, I guess, sidebar what I want to see in this game out of Syracuse as well. Totally. Kind of coincides with the, uh, with the 300 passing yards. And I will say this, 300 yards is a big ask from a guy who's uh career high. He, he almost hit at Syracuse last game at 236. So it's, it's, it's getting there. Uh, and it, we're asking a lot from him, but I think it's because this is the game where it can happen. We're seeing some signs that say he might be able to pull this off now and he might be at that point. And uh, this is the, come on, prove it, show us what you can do kind of game. Uh, that we are really, really going to be eyes open for, even though it might not be against the best defense uh, or, you know, a top opponent by any means. Uh, It is still going to say a decent amount in my eyes if he can come out and just sling the ball. I also, like you kind of hinted at, like I'd like to see one receiver kind of rise up among the rest and just like, okay, this is the guy. Uh, and have one target that we all know as fans and media that we can all rely on when the ball's going their way. Because right now I feel like whoever the ball's going to, I'm like, uh, like every time yeah. he drops back to pass and he's about to unleash a throw, I'm like, oh no. Um, <laughs> I'd like to know that wherever, if the ball's going to Alford or Courtney Jackson or whoever it is, at least one guy I want to be like, okay, like this is probably going to be a big play. Uh, Give me some combat and confidence. Yeah, exactly. Um, that's probably a huge ass too for this receiver room, just because yeah. they got thrown into the spotlight last year after Taj left, and this year they're probably still not where they're supposed to be, and maybe the talent in the room's just not really there. But uh, anyway, that's what I'd like to see. Okay, moving on to our final one before we get to some Twitter questions. Defense combine for four sacks or turnovers. So four sla- or four sacks slash turnovers. Um, 
I honestly think I, I, I want this to be five. Yeah. So Can we change I'm that make quick? It five. Um, I thought but, that's what we. I thought that's what we said before we jumped on. I, I think five is that okay. number for me. Five. Bang. Look at Bang. that. Bang. Five sacks or turnover turnovers. It, I mean, you're playing a UConn offense that like isn't good. Uh, they won one game last year. The entire team was like peace, uh, or something like that. And uh, this season they're one and one. They lost to Utah State and they beat Central Connecticut State. Uh, now they have Syracuse. Wow, this is a gauntlet schedule for Connecticut. Yeah. Oh my goodness, have you seen this? They host Syracuse, then they go to number four Michigan. They go to the Big House. What? And then they go down to NC State to play play the Wolf Pack. What the heck? It's ridiculous. Yeah. They got BC later on. They got Army and Liberty. Dude, what? Why are they playing such a tough schedule? That's crazy. <laughs> it really is nuts. Like, I, I, I don't think I ever looked at that in that much depth, but it is it is crazy to actually see that. Uh, but to to look at this and, and get back to the, the five sacks or turnovers, I guess, I I see this as as almost a momentum thing in my eyes. I look at you know, last year's numbers and was three fumble recoveries and four interceptions on the entire season. Uh, And I I just sort of look at this week as the, you know, against Louisville, you come out and and you do your thing, right? Three turnovers uh, on three consecutive drives. And then you get what, three sacks as well in that Louisville game. I, I think the fact that you're almost halfway to last year's turnover margin uh, or turnover uh, numbers in terms of forced turnovers in game one, I would love to see that momentum carry over into this week against UConn. And you you put them in some tough spots and you make them, you know, make some tough throws and you're able to punch a ball out or something like that, or just be a presence in the backfield. I think this is huge if you can take, you know, now you've got back-to-back weeks. You've got a really, really strong defensive performance against Louisville where a lot of really solid plays were made and and big moments. And as we said sort of yesterday and in our breakdown, you really only got burnt once and you made up for it with with a chase down tackle uh, by Garrett Williams and then uh, a four down stop on the goal line. You, you did your thing. Uh, And and I would love to see them do that again against UConn. So now when you go into this, you know, those coin flip games where you play Purdue, you play Virginia in, in games that, are, are winnable, but by no means gimmies, you've got that defensive momentum of, hey, you know, we've got, you know, back-to-back weeks where we forced multiple turnovers and, and we're in the opponent's backfield and forced them to make some tough decisions. Uh, that defense would really be riding a high going into week three, and that's sort of where I see on this combined for five sacks or turnovers threshold. Yeah, uh, they would be riding that high, and they're going to need it when they have to play yeah. Purdue in Virginia back in the Dome, and then they have that gauntlet part of the schedule nc state clemson notre dame pit oh my gosh that is going to be bonkers just nuts um speaking of schedules feel like we should be getting the basketball schedule sometime around now ish so yeah hopefully we get that soon whenever we do we'll talk about it um but anyway all right well that's it for what we want to see let's talk some twitter questions uh first one that we have was after the Louisville game from Ezekiel. Ezekiel said, have to entertain the 
possibility that the game spoke more about how bad Louisville is versus Syracuse being really good. Ultimately, it's probably both. Louisville is worse than expected, and Syracuse is better. How much better, we still don't know. And then he said, without drops and penalties, Syracuse doubles that score, 62-7 your final. So maybe Syracuse is that good. Uh, I think that he's right in that it's a little bit of both. Yeah, Louisville came into the year. Everybody was so amped about Malik Cunningham, and I don't think anybody realized that they have no receivers. Um, and Marshawn Ford is literally like their only guy. Tyon Evans is not bad at all. He's a good player um, as, at their running back position. But yeah, their defense wasn't great, um, and their receivers aren't are non-existent. I honestly would almost take. I think I would take Syracuse's receiver room over theirs. All right. Wow. I I just. You know, I, I think he did hit the nail on the head, and it's it's unfortunately that that cop out answer of it. It does show both things here that Syracuse, you know, we said was uh, I, I think it was you know a better team with a harder schedule was the that sort of consistent narrative, and maybe the opposite was true for Louisville in terms of yes, you've got all this hype in in Malik Cunningham coming back and. I hyped it up all of last week. You know, this this offensive line brings back so much experience. And you in doing that, and, you know, as you said, you know, Tyon Evans as well is very, very solid as a back. Uh, what, what you look at and you fail to look at sometimes is, is the receiving options. And maybe that's a nod to Syracuse's secondary and, and the defensive performance as well. So that's where this sort of, you know, both parties are at hand comes into this answer. That that receiving group for Louisville didn't show me anything in really no. anything crazy. They they did sort of similarly to what Syracuse did, and that the receivers did a couple of things and were open occasionally, and and they but, you know did their part, but they they didn't show me anything that said this thing, receiving though, group is outstanding or solid by any means. The other thing is Syracuse got four votes in the coaches' poll, yeah, which means to me that. Football minds greater than mine think Syracuse is decent, which is yeah. crazy. Um, 100%. Which is really awesome. So I'm going to say that it's more about Syracuse being good than Louisville being bad. Because Louisville's yeah, I think still I a team that went way. to a bowl game. They still went yeah. to a bowl game last year. Um, it's not like they're going to – I don't know. Maybe they'll have a terrible season. But, like, I don't know that this is the same team Syracuse saw in 2018 when they went 2-10, and 10, you know, and then they brought in Satterfield. Mm-hmm. Um I think that Louisville isn't great, but I don't think they're awful. That's my take. Some people are saying they're the worst in the ACC. I don't really buy that. Um, but anyway, yeah, I, I look at them too, and I, you know, that defense had a ton of question marks just because of the fact that, like, you look at that defense, and it is just transfer, 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 transfer. There are so many keys on that defense that are just they're players that are going to be big time role players for them and big time players for them in terms of importance to that team. But they are, they're not quite a team team. I would say, you know, you look at that Syracuse defense and the number of returners and that consistency that they have in the defensive, you know, the backs, the linebackers, even the D line in terms of experience and, and having snaps under their belt together as a group that goes such a long way. I think Louisville can be better 100% than what we saw them do this weekend uh, against Syracuse. But I, I'm going to, I think I side with you in that. I'm going to give the nod to Syracuse here because they played a complete game. 
both sides of the ball, they played very, very solid. And I will give them the nod here and say, I'm going to say 65-35. Syracuse good, 65. Louisville not as good as we thought, 35. Cool. Um, Okay, let's go on to the second question we got from Lucas Satchel on Twitter. He says, rank the ACC after the first week. How about we rank Syracuse within the ACC? Like, where would you put Syracuse right now? I don't know that I have the knowledge to rank every single team. Uh, I don't watch every single game, but I could tell you where I think Syracuse probably is. Um, Last year, we saw them towards the bottom. The year before, they were dead last, 1-10. and Uh, Year before that, they started out with high hopes, had a good week one, and then were awful. And of course, then 2018. So we've seen them kind of fluctuate. Um, but, you know, right now, I think, I think I'd put them behind Clemson, um, Miami, Pitt, NC State, even though NC State had a terrible game. Um, I don't know. Let me think a little bit more. What do you got? I, 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 I'm with you here. So I see I see Clemson, Pitt, Miami. Then I think I, I'm going to put – oh, do I want to put Florida State ahead of Syracuse right now? I don't know. I I, that, that's the one that I'm, I'm going a little to bit I don't know. Like Florida State probably kind of has to go there, right? I, I think Syracuse I is going to sit six I think I see. I think I see Syracuse as seven. I am going to say I like them above North Carolina right now. Which I know, you know, some people do, some people don't. At this point, um, I I think I'm gonna put. I'll put them, Wake above them too. Wake above them, yep. Or is that putting them at eight? No, I think that puts them at seven in my mind. Uh, so it would be like Clemson, Pitt, Miami, Florida State, NC State, Wake Forest, and then I see Syracuse. I think uh, I got. I see seven them too. sort of on that same line right now as North Carolina and Virginia. And I'm going to give them the nod over those two teams because I think, I mean, North Carolina, that North Carolina App State game was electric for what it's worth. Um, yeah. But I'm going to give defense. Syracuse the nod defensively. And then I am also going to say that Virginia beat Richmond at this point, which doesn't say anything to me. So I'll give Syracuse the nod. Yeah. No. Yeah. So I'm I think Syracuse is right, right in that sort of the trio yeah. with them. But I'm going to give. But them they're the, also uh, among teams like Florida State and right Syracuse now. right now probably have the most to prove. Yeah, um, having having won games they weren't supposed to win. Exactly. So, Florida State and Syracuse are are definitely like yes, you know, right now you've got them at I don't know, say four and seven or five and seven in terms of your ACC rankings or your power rankings in the ACC right now. They're both one loss away from being ten and eleven. Yeah. Um, and going back to like the, you know, Syracuse was picked by many to be in the dead last in the Atlantic conversation three weeks ago. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, so they're, I mean, they were... have proven, yeah, they proved themselves in week one, but they're still that, as you were saying, they still have a ton to prove. And they are on that, they're in that sort of bubble right now that can pop. And uh, you're, you're going to fall pretty hard if that bubble pops. Totally, totally. All right, well, that's uh, that's all we got for you today. I'm Matt Bonaparte. That's Owen Valentine. Uh, before we leave you, let's just say thank you for making Lockdown Syracuse your first listen every day. Now for your second listen, go check out the Ultimate Pro Football Preview 
2022 and eight episode extravaganza to get you ready for the NFL season. Local team experts of the Locked On Podcast Network, plus a betting angle from our guy, Lee Sterling of Locked On Bets, all combining into one ultimate NFL preview. Search for Ultimate Pro Football Preview 2022 on your Odyssey app, YouTube, or wherever you get your podcast. Owen and I back tomorrow. Your Friday episode will be there. We'll be previewing the UConn game even more, telling you who to look out for on their side, and we'll give you a prediction. We apologize for not doing so last week. We will every single week from here on out. Yeah, what a miss. Miss from us.